We are continuing prayer. And I absolutely love this. I love that the Holy Spirit told me, just pray. Pray until you hit episode 30. And then after that, we're going to take a few weeks off and really for me to pray and get into what God is saying for season three. Who do I need to bring on or certain conversations, whatever is happening that God is permitting and his will is for season three. But the Holy Spirit said, just pray. And prayer is a key fundamental practice for us as believers. We have to continue to pray. We have to continue to have the desire and the heart to pray. And what we're going to pray about today is salvation. We're going to pray for those who do not know Jesus, for them to want to be saved. We're going to give scripture context for them to be able to proclaim salvation and receive Jesus Christ as their savior. But we're also going to pray that God gives us the boldness, those who are already saved and those who just gave their life to Christ, that they're going to also have the boldness. We are all going to have the boldness to want to speak of Jesus as our savior. How do we bring people in, God? Help us to have that vision, that desire and that heart to even mention salvation. I am concerned that the enemy is keeping us closed mouth about salvation. Yes, it is. I, there's nothing wrong with praying for God to rain down blessings for us, for God to give us the things of him, to have new things, to have the abundance and all of these things. Yes, that's a part of what God wants. He wants us to live in abundance. That's part of the benefits of being a kingdom kid. But are we being closed regarding salvation? the things of God? Do we see Jesus as our personal savior, not just redeeming us from the sentence of hell, but even in our day to day, he is our savior. That means that is his position. He is always and constantly saving us. And that is the heart posture we're going to pray for. For some who did not know that this is what it should be. Because some of us, we've, we know him as our savior, that he saved us from sin. But what else? What else? So I want us to start off in these scriptures and we are going to pray. We're going to pray the word of God. L Lord, we'll start off with prayer. God, we thank you for this time together. God, we thank you for giving me the words right now in this very moment to speak what you have me to speak. God, you know who is listening. You know when they're going to listen when this, um, when they're going to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth and when they're going to feel your presence. God, you have such a beautiful way of always being in perfect timing. You have an amazing way to touch us and give us exactly what we need in order for us to feel better, to feel um, your light, to feel and see your light, to walk into your light. You are our amazing, loving father who is always encouraging us. You're always teaching us. You're always pulling us in with your rod and your staff. You are correcting us at the same time, Lord Jesus. You are all those things, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for that. God, we ask right now for those who do not know you, for them to open up their hearts, begin to allow the Holy Spirit to give them a touch. That's what the older saints used to say when I was a kid growing up. They would sing the song, He Touched Me. He touched me. There was a certain touch and a, and a presence that we felt when you came in when we just felt your unden undeniable love, your undeniable care for us. 
that didn't have judgment. It just felt this peace, this overwhelming love of like, oh my goodness, I am loved. I am wanted that you desire us. You chasten after us. You do not neglect us. You do not allow us to feel abandoned or feel alone. You, we know in your word that you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. You are always with us. And God, even in your word, when Nicodemus was asking, how must someone be saved? What does it mean? In John 3, 2 and 3, he says, he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied and said, verily, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus said, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus says in verse five through seven, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised by my saying you must be born again. So those who are listening right now and you're like, I'm not saved. I'm not sure if I'm saved. There's some questions around my salvation. I want you to stand firmed by the end of this conversation and the end of this prayer of saying, I am born of again, because Jesus said, you should not be surprised at me saying, you must be born again. He also says in verse 14 through 18, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness of the son of man, the son of man must be lifted up. We have to begin to proclaim salvation that only comes from Jesus Christ. Not salvation that comes from all these other things. Lord, give us the boldness and the words and the tenacity and the knowledge and the zeal, Lord Jesus, to say salvation comes from you. Lord, we are being pulled in so many different directions that is coming in the form of salvation. It's coming in the form of redemption. But God, we know that you are our one true savior, our one true redeemer, that it only comes from you. You are the true and living God. For we know that what it says in verse 15, that God, if we lift you up, that everyone who believes in you may have eternal life. For you said in verse 16, for you love this world so much that you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God, you did not send your son into this world to condemn the world, but to save the world through you, Jesus Christ. God loves you so much that he sent his only son so that you may have eternal life. You don't have to live in condemnation. You don't have to live in fear. For the word God says that I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But we have to proclaim and have Jesus Christ as our personal savior. It does not matter how many self books, self-help books we read and how many podcasts we listen to. If we don't have Jesus Christ as our personal savior, we can listen to all the preaching, all the teaching about the word of God, but you must be saved in order for it to take hold, for order in order for it to transform you, for order in order for you to have eternal life and be able to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus came so that we will be saved. 
verse 18 says, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. Jesus, we thank you for being God's one and only true living son. We thank you for dying on the cross for us and getting back with all power. You come, you got back up denying the, you defied the very thing that everyone felt was impossible. You cannot get up from the grave. You were dead according to scripture for three days, but you got up defying what they said was impossible. This was letting us know that even death, you conquered it. Everything is submitted unto you, God. So God, we ask that you open up the hearts of every listener right now. Open up my heart, Lord Jesus, so I can see you differently as our savior. And those who do not know you, let them believe in you as the one true living God. I understand that there's a lot of faiths and religions that believe in God, but God, we know that you sent your son, Jesus Christ for us as our redeemer, as our savior. And there are a lot of faiths that say, oh, I believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus as the one true living God, the miracle worker, the savior, the redeemer, the restorer, the one who literally intercedes on our behalves. He is our great and holy uh, priest who is interceding our behalf so we can go straight to Jesus and say, I am in pain. And he goes on our behalf to God and say, hey, I need you to show grace and mercy in this situation. I need you to be there for them. And God is saying, because they're my creation and now because they have accepted you, they are now my child. So I will rain down an abundance of blessings and I will pour my hands of covering and love over them there. God, we know that we need you. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. Nothing that we can do to earn the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast in it. We can't boast in saying I saved myself. No, we cannot save ourselves from eternal uh, damnation. We cannot save ourselves from the sentence of going to hell. But we know that it is through Christ he has saved us and now we have eternal life Romans 10 and 9 and 10 says this if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved so this is for those who do not know Jesus as their personal savior Romans 10 and 9 it says this if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved verse 10 says for it is with your heart that you believe and end are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved so God everyone right now who is not saved are they questioning their salvation or they feel like they need to rededicate themselves. God, we ask that you begin to minister to them right now. Minister to their heart, minister to their home. Let your presence be so thick. I don't care if they're in their car, wherever they are, they could be in the gym right now, working out. They can be at work right now. Lord, let your presence begin to fall on them right now as they confess these words. Lord, I believe that you are the one and only true son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the one and only son of God. 
I believe that you rose from the dead. God raised you from the dead so that we may have salvation and have the gift of eternal life. If you believe that you are now saved, if you have confessed that with your mouth, you are now saved. So God, right now, I ask that you begin to seal that with your love. Seal that with your power. Let them begin. Let us all become so excited about your salvation where we are now professing it and we are talking about it on a day-to-day basis. You are allowing us to go into the right places to begin to tell people about salvation. Not in the spirit of condemnation, because we just read in John uh, 3, 16 and 17 through 18 that you did not come to come in this world. You came that so we may be saved. So, God, we come against the spirit of judgment. We come against the spirit of condemnation. We come against the spirit of tradition. We come against the, the legalistic spirit where we feel like you have to follow certain laws in order to be saved. No, we just read. We just read. That salvation is a gift that comes from God. We did not do anything to earn it because we cannot boast in our own strength. It doesn't matter how much we pray, how much we fast. If you wear the right things, say the right things, all of these things, those things do not earn you salvation. That is not part of, that is not earn you salvation. Salvation is a gift from God. God and God, we thank you for being such a giving God, such a loving father. Allow us to begin to have the boldness to profess our love for you openly. Profess that we are saved and allow your Holy Spirit to do your work within us so that we can become transformed by the renewing of our minds and let our minds follow our um, begin to influence our actions. Lord Jesus, influence the way that we think, influence the way that we feel. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, in advance for being our savior. You are our saving grace. You are constantly saving us. You are constantly renewing us. You are constantly fulfilling your promise unto us, God. You are always with us. You are our Savior. That is your position. Let us not ever forget that. The word of God says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Let us begin to even testify of the goodness of you. We tell people, it is Jesus who brought me here. It is because of Christ that I am saved. It is because of Christ that my nature has changed. It is because of Christ that I have more patience. It is because of Christ that I have more love. It is because of Christ that I wasn't, I did not commit suicide, that God lift me up out of depression. He lifted me, he guided me to the right counselors. He guided me to the right therapist. He guided me to the right eating plan. All of these things, God, you are the lifter of our heads. You are our guide, our very peace our very present help. But God, I thank you in advance for those who will become saved, those who are coming into the kingdom, those who have just said, I am saved. I am proclaiming I am saved and nothing shall separate me from the love of God. They will not allow their flaws and their fears and their insecurities and the things that they will mess up on to say, I am no longer saved. No, I am saved. God is redeeming me as we pray. We proclaim his redemptive power. We walk in his redemptive power, his restorative power. And we know that that's who God is. That is his very character. Jesus, that is your very character. So God, we just thank you for your character not changing based on us. You don't remove your love on us. You don't remove your power because of us. You don't remove God. 
you are always loving us and we thank you. And allow us to have a repentive heart. Repentance repentance is, is really confessing our wrong and turning away from what we have done. And so God, I thank you for opening our eyes to those who are saved and those who just got saved of things that we need to repent. Maybe we haven't done certain things. We're like, Lord, forgive me. I repent. And we turn from it, meaning we do the things that you have called us to do. And know that when we ask for forgiveness, that you have thrown it in the lake of forgiveness. You are not holding a tally against us. That is the enemy making us feel like that. You want us to always come right back to our perspective, our rightful place. Have the correct perspective. Just like their son, the prodigal son, when he left and he came to himself, when he came back to his father, who was the king, he thought that he needed to start over. But the king who you are, the father who you are, God, you said, no, I am rejoicing because my child is home. You get back to your rightful place. So God, I thank you for that really, really penetrating within our hearts. God, you are not a God to where you're like, you have to earn our grace, earn your grace, earn your mercy, earn love and forgiveness, earn, earn all these things. No, we receive that through Jesus Christ. That is your character and your nature. Lord, I ask that you give us boldness. Let us begin to study your word regarding salvation, that you are a savior, meaning that you're saving us on a consistent basis. I declare that we will become a generation of people speaking of his salvation. That we will be so so centered around you. That's what we prayed about last week. That we pray that we have a Jesus-centered life. Jesus-centered mentality. Jesus-centered focus. So as we pray that for ourselves and as we study that and as we become more centered around Jesus, we will not keep our mouths closed, but we will speak of you speak of your love even in uncomfortable situations even in uncomfortable situations Jesus we were asked that your Holy Spirit become to give us the words in that very moment you have the power and the ability to do that and we will have faith that you will do that that as you lead us to the right people and you guide us to the right people that you're guiding our conversations that it be seasoned and loved with grace and Colossians it says let our words be with grace and seasons with salt so that we may be able to win the unbeliever you do not want us to come in telling folks that they're wrong this and this no 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 you said in Colossians let your words be with grace and seasoned with salt so that we may be able to win those overs who do not believe. Your word also says through love and kindness, have you drawn thee? You are a gentle and a loving God. Yes, you do have your wrath. Yes, you do have the ability to take us all out. But because you love us so much, you are patient with us. You are kind with us. You are always there with us. You're giving us so many chances to become your children or those who are your children. You're giving us chances to understand the beauty and the responsibility of being your children. God, I thank you because even as we pray, some of us are being matured in this very moment. We are realizing that we have taken salvation for granted. We have taken this walk with of you for granted. We have not been living a life according to your will in this very moment. We are going to step up to the plate and we're going to say, God, 
I am here and I am going to embrace being a child of God. I'm going to be happy and excited about being a child of God. I am going to proclaim about being a child of God. I am going to remove myself from things that are no longer pleasing to you. They never were pleasing, but God, you had an, a, a level of patience and grace with me. And God, I feel that you are shifting people right now in your in this moment. People are saying, I don't need to listen to this anymore. I don't need to do this habit anymore. I don't need to entertain this person anymore because I want to reflect Jesus Christ. I want to be able to proclaim the goodness of Jesus. And I want my life to represent that. God, we thank you. We God, we thank you for you are answering our prayers. You are allowing us to see the only reason why we are holy because you are holy. The only reason that we have righteousness is because you are righteous. It is not our works. It is not our things, but it is because of you and because of your love. And because you love us so much, God, we want to love you in a way that shows up in our lives and how we are with our families, our friends at work, wherever we are, God, we want to show that we are your children. We have your fingerprint over us. And God, we thank you for giving us that joy, that boldness, that strength to stand and walk differently from others. Salvation calls us to walk differently from others. And some of us, we've been holding on to things that are not of you. And it's causing more chaos and havoc in our lives. So God, we thank you right now for your Holy Spirit, for removing those things and us having the power to let it go. Deleting those numbers, removing those artifacts that are in the, in the household that are not of you. Things that we were unaware of that had actually a demonic presence on it. God, I thank you for opening the eyes of everyone right now. Anything that we have that is not of you, let us remove it. It could just be a social media app that has been taking up too much time away from you. We want to have the bonus and the knowledge to proclaim and teach salvation. This world is hurting and they need to know you. And God, I thank you for your presence being with us on a consistent basis. Let us understand how you move and you direct us. Let us understand that you are an intelligent God. You are a strategic God. You are a loving God. So nothing happens by happenstance within you. Everything has a purpose. There's a rhyme and reason, everything within you. Open our eyes so that we may see that. Let us see Jesus as our savior to where we can cast our cares upon him. The word of God says when it's in the King James version, it says casting my cares upon him for he cares for you. Jesus wants us to always cast our cares upon him. Doesn't matter how many times you're saying, God, I need you to remove this. God, I need this. God, it doesn't matter how many times God is saying, I need you to constantly give that over to me so that you can go proclaim my goodness. Proclaim how patient I am. Proclaim how I am strategic. Proclaim how I speak to you in many various ways. Proclaim that I am a healer. I am a provider. I am your friend. I am your love. I am your hope. Proclaim that Jesus is so much more. Let us begin to open our mouths and confess the goodness of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray that we begin to be so focused on Jesus and salvation where we are not missing opportunities to speak of his goodness, to speak of salvation, to speak of love, to speak of how he is. Let us not miss opportunities. Let us become bold in our faith. Let us become righteous to where we're so excited 
about letting someone else know. It's like, we don't want to keep this secret. We don't want to keep this good thing, Jesus, a secret. I know some of you are thinking, well, Jennifer, people know about Jesus, but they do. But do, but do they know the Jesus that you know? Do they know what God has done for you? Testimonies are important. So, so important. Think about how many things that you have been influenced to buy, go or not to do because you heard someone else that you heard of their good experience or their bad experience. But you can say what God has done for you. I understand that you may not know all the scriptures or you feel inadequate or you feel like you're not good enough or I'm just new to this thing. That is the tactic of the enemy to keep your mouth closed. We all have a duty, a duty to represent God and to speak of his goodness and to proclaim the gospel. We all have that. God has charged us all with that so that every soul may be able to hear about Jesus. Not everyone will accept Jesus, but everyone should be able to have access to hear about Jesus. So find peace and knowing that God has given you exactly what you need today to speak to someone about the goodness of Jesus and him being your personal savior. I love you all and I will speak to you next week.